You are Locked On MLB, your daily MLB podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Locked On MLB, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is the daily podcast. We talk about all of Major League Baseball. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. On today's episode, which is being dropped on Monday, the 17th day of August 2020, we're going to be reviewing an interesting weekend of baseball. I'm actually recording this part late Friday night. I'm going to record more of it on Sunday, also on Saturday. It'll be in the order of Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm not going to record on Sunday and then time travel back to Saturday. This show is available on the free and easy to use Himalaya podcasting app. We're also available wherever you get your podcasts. And when you're staying at home during these trying times, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB. Or check out some of the other great shows on the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On Fantasy Baseball with Scott Cullen. You can follow us on Instagram at LockdownMLB. You can follow us on Twitter at LockdownMLB underscore net. I'm your pal Sully. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. Well, it's late Friday night, and all the games are now over. And it was a kind of a strange slate of games that went on. The Brewers won a game which they had to win if they want to at all be alongside the Cubs. Cubs who have been red hot, and it was Christian Yelich who launched a three-run home run when the Brewers were down three to one, put the Brewers up four to three, and they wound up winning that game. Now the Cubs still have a big lead, but these head-to-head games are super important to win. Now let me tell you something. The two teams that you would probably associate me with, the Red Sox, have been a lifelong Red Sox fan up until this year when I decided to adopt the Mariners. I am a native New Englander. And of course, Red Sox-Yankees should be interesting, except this one wasn't. Torres went four for four. And, you know, even when the game was two to one in the fifth inning, it didn't feel two to one. It really didn't. The Yankees clobbered the Red Sox again. The Red Sox don't even look like a major league team. And, you know, the less said about that game, the better. There's not much to say. The Yankees are one of the best teams in baseball, and the Red Sox aren't trying. So they do not deserve my attention. The Blue Jays beat up the Rays, which is bad news for the Rays, because that means the Yankees picked up a game on them. Yeah, you got to talk like this. This is the middle of August right now. And granted, the season just began, but it's still the middle of August, and we got to treat it like it's the middle of August. The... Nationals lost one game, which was a makeup game, won the next one, but Strasburg was hurt, and that cannot be a positive thing, especially as the Nats are not off to the best start in the world. Hey, the Mets lost a game where the bullpen blew it. Huh? Who'd have thunk that? The Mets are so talented on that team, and yet they have a losing record. The Phillies have a losing record. Technically, a team had to win that game, and Bryce Harper, remember him? He got the walk-off hit. Uh, the Indians doubled up the Tigers 10 to 5. The Reds smacked the Pirates around, but it looks like the games this weekend are going to be over because of surprise COVID. I promise I wasn't going to say anything. I promise I wasn't going to say anything. Oddly, one of the most interesting matchups of this weekend are the Marlins and the Braves. Who had that at the beginning of the year? The Marlins are off to their surprise start. 
helped a little bit by the fact that they missed a week where they, you know, they couldn't play. But these are the games when you want to take on the Braves, the two-time defending division champs. Remember, the Braves won the division last year while the Nationals won the World Series. If the Marlins want to continue this strange, positive opening of the season, and I say positive in all sorts of the meaning, then these games against the Atlanta Braves are very important. That Each game is almost the equivalent of three games in a regular season, and the Marlins came up big, winning 8-2. to two. Jesus Aguilar was, had a big game for Miami. And with that, the Marlins are in first place. With that, the Marlins have a lead of two games. And with that, the magic number for the Marlins to win the National League East is down to 42, down to Jackie Robinson. Is it silly to start looking at magic numbers now? Of course it is. It's ridiculous. That being said, this is a Marlins team that is continuing to win. They've won seven of their last ten games, while the Braves are on a four-game losing streak. And notice I mentioned that the Nats, Mets, and Phillies have all been disappointing in the first few weeks of the season then that means the Marlins are building upon an interesting foundation. I'm just saying, keep an eye on them, especially if they win these games, which will give them a little bit of wiggle room. Well, the uh, Mariners let up nine runs in the first inning. That's never good. It's never the right time to let up nine runs. They lost 11-1 to the Astros. Um... That's not good. And that won't help the run differential. The Dodgers won again. The Padres suddenly did not get that no-hitter that I was predicting. But on Saturday, Padres are playing again. They are playing the Arizona Diamondbacks. And you know what? I will make a bold prediction. I will say Cal Quantrill will throw the first no-hitter in the history of the San Diego Padres. The game of the night was the Bay Bridge series between Oakland and San Francisco in front of cardboard cutouts. And it was an absolute meltdown by San Francisco in the ninth inning where they let up five runs, including a game-tying grand slam by Steven Piscotti that sent the game into extra innings. Now, this is 2020, and extra innings are not fun. I have a suggestion, maybe a weird compromise, because I was trying to think about this. As I was doing some work on Friday, I was like, what is it that really, really bothers me about the whole runner on second base? It can't just be tradition, because there's lots of baseball traditions that have been put in the dumpster that I'm like, adios, I don't need you anymore. And the thing that keeps bothering me is it feels like an unearned win. It's a win that you got because someone put the runner on second base. Someone put a runner in scoring position and extra innings, you didn't earn that. And so maybe this is the compromise. I don't want it to continue. I told you what I want. I want to have the game tied after the 12th is a tie. I don't like unearned games. Here's my compromise for 2020. Maybe they should have done this at the beginning of the year. If you win a game in extra innings, that's half a win. That is half a win. It's in your win column. It's still a positive, but you don't get a full win for that. You don't. And maybe 
that gives teams an incentive to try to tie that game up in the ninth inning. Even more so. If we send them extra innings, the most they can get on us is half a win. And maybe we'll get half a win. And maybe it should only count as half a loss. But the problem for me is it sure as hell doesn't feel like a total win. So, you know, if you pile up those half wins, then boom, you win it, it helps your team. But do you know what? Getting a home run in the bottom of the ninth when there's no one on, as opposed to the A's getting the go-ahead run in the 10th inning without a hit, and a deep fly ball scored Chapman for the go-ahead run, it just doesn't feel right. That's my compromise. Tell me what you think. Oh, hey, before I wrap this up and we wait for what happens on Saturday, I got to address uh, a great review that I got on Apple Podcasts uh, from a listener of mine, uh, jgrandy88, J-G-R-A-N-D-I-88, left this on August 5th, and it was a headline for the review, Cry Baby Sully, one star. Oh my God, that's all this guy does is whine and moan about everything. By far the worst podcast, sports podcast I've ever listened to. If you like Debbie Downers, this is the podcast for you. He claims to be optimistic and positive, but the results are back, Sully, and that's a lie. Now, wait a second, I will combat this. When did I ever say I was going to be optimistic and positive? Did I say that? I honestly don't remember. Do I just whine and moan? Do I? Am I whining and moaning now? I could be. I don't know. Well, Jake Randy, thanks for listening to the show, and thanks for the one star. You know, that one star's got to help my average a little bit there. And you know what? I'm glad you enjoyed it, and I'm glad that I am by far the worst sports podcast you've ever listened to. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. That makes me feel happy. So, anyway, we'll be back to talk about Saturday. Did you know that chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to RockAuto.com right now. See all the parts that are available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, it is late Saturday night. The games are all over. And once again, you do not sleep on the A's in the ninth inning. They have had more comeback victories, more wild ninth inning rallies. And look at I don't know what to make of this season, but I will tell you that flipping on an A's game in the eighth inning or afterwards is really fun and really intense. And this Giants bullpen just bit it again with a four-run ninth inning. And 
I just is it was just absolutely another wild crazy. This time is Mark Canna with two outs in the ninth inning hit a three run home run to give the A's a seven six lead in San Francisco. And you just saw the A's going nuts there. And the A's are now uh fifteen and six. They have a four game lead over the Texas Rangers who, by the way, have a winning record. They're in a four-game winning streak themselves. The Astros absolutely clobbered the Seattle Mariners. By far the two worst teams in the American League are the Mariners and the Red Sox at this point. But man, oh man, the excitement that you get from an A's game and just knowing that they do not have any quit in them. I don't know if that's grammatically correct or not, but it's fun to see them play. Meanwhile, the Cardinals, for the first time in, um, I think... Since 1967, actually played a game. They played two games today, actually. They were a pair of doubleheaders against the White Sox, and now the Cardinals have played seven games. They have played a week's worth of games so far. And, I, you know, they're just going to have to keep playing doubleheaders to make up this lost time. You know, they don't have a doubleheader tomorrow against the Chicago White Sox. Why not? They gotta they gotta make up lost time at this point. Oh, by the way, the Reds had to postpone a game against the Pirates because of COVID. It's it's all a bit crazy. The ESPN game for Sunday is gonna be the Red Sox and the Yankees. Hap versus um someone named Maza for the Pawtucket Red Sox. Um it doesn't feel like Red Sox Yankees, does it? It just doesn't have any of that sense because the Yankees are just so, so much better. But the uh, A's are always fun to watch, and they're going to be playing the final part of the Subway Series, or not Subway Series, I'm sorry, Bay Bridge Series, with Fires going up against Webb, and the A's are going to try to continue to have the best overall record in the American League. Their 15 wins is tied for the most in baseball. And at this point, they have the best, uh, the second best winning percentage in baseball. Only the Cubs are better. And if I'm not mistaken, the last time the Cubs and A's played each other in the World Series was in 1929. I may have to look that up. But all right, well, let's go see what Sunday has to offer us in terms of baseball. So I'll check up with you soon. Well, it is late Sunday night, and all the games are over. Isn't it interesting that I don't even know what the final score of the Red Sox-Yankee game was? It doesn't even matter. The Red Sox are probably going to trade away anything that isn't nailed down come the trade deadline, because they've made it very clear that they're waving the white flag and are just hitting the big old reset. And, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to be gone probably J.D. Martinez, maybe Martin Perez. I mean, he's not a long-term solution for anything, and he may pitch well for a team. Do you know what's really interesting? This is how bizarre the 2020 season is. The Marlins should be talking to the Red Sox as buyers. In fact, when you take a look at some of the teams that are kind of teetering on the edge of potential contention, in what is will essentially be a month and a half. Who can have a really good month and a half? And you take a team like San Diego, or you take a team like Miami, that you think, well, 
you know, it can happen. And maybe this is the only time we're going to have a shot at the postseason. Obviously, you're not doing it to build attendance because there is no attendance. But who knows? You may get someone's attention in San Diego or in Miami to put together a quality final six weeks of the season. I mean, the Padres have decent starting pitching, some good bats. Their bullpen stinks right now. They should be going off saying, hey, what are every potential bullpen part that we can get our hands on? The Marlins should be saying, hey, what are every potential starting pitcher that we can grab and throw into the rotation and see what sticks? Because who knows? Yeah, it will feel weird. And yeah, say it was just a 60-game season, but... Maybe there'll be some interest, or maybe it'll be the positive thing for the franchise. Either way, this whole thing is a fluke, so why not be the fluke on the positive side where you say, hey, you won the championship. Yeah, it was a 60-game season, though. Yeah, well, we still won it, as opposed to what Boston's doing, or Seattle, for that matter, or Pittsburgh, or some of these other teams that are like, yeah, you know what, we're not going to do piddly-poo this year. For the teams that aren't normally going to make it with an expanded playoffs and this, that, and the other thing, grab everything that is nailed down and see what you can do. Who knows? Meanwhile, I have no evidence that tells me that the White Sox still are not hammering home runs against the Cardinals. You had uh, Moncada, Yasmani Grandal, Jose Abreu, and Aloy Jimenez. All hit one, two, three, four, back to back to back to back home runs wearing those sweet 80s uniforms. So that was an interesting weekend of baseball. The Astros did get a walk-off home run. The Twins managed to pull off a win there. The Brewers holding their own against the Cubs. Yet another victory and no drama with the A's. This time a nine-run fifth inning absolutely sunk the San Francisco Giants. The Giants are another team that should seriously be considering saying, hey, what what do we have to sell off? Um, The Padres and the Diamondbacks, probably the most dramatic game of the day, where they exchanged three-run home runs relatively late in the game. It was Escobar hit the big home run to put Arizona ahead against the San Diego Padres. And the Reds and the Pirates are postponed for COVID reasons. I hope we can have a fun week of baseball coming up where Padres and Rangers are going to be playing. I think Zach Davies is due to throw the first no-hitter in San Diego Padres history. And the Cardinals and the Cubs are going to be playing some serious catch-up because the Cardinals still have only played eight games. This is going to be so weird. This is going to be so surreal. Oh, look at that. The Red Sox and Yankees are going to play again. I didn't even notice that. Meanwhile, probably the most interesting series, and who would have had this? The Marlins and the Mets. The Marlins need to get off the schneid because they've lost a little bit. They are on currently on a uh, two-game losing streak there, and the Mets have lost three games. So technically, one of those two teams have to win, and the Marlins are still tied for first place, at least, uh, you know, it's a virtual tie for first place with Atlanta. So... Fun weekend of games. We're going to have a fun week of games. Follow us on the free and easy to use Himalaya podcasting app and all the places we get your podcasts. This has been Lockdown MLB for the 17th day of August 2020. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.